Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at upcoming Knowledge Group events where this time we're turning our attention to our March the 6th event on lost profits damages in 2019, fundamentals, methodologies and applications. As I mentioned, the webcast is going to go live March the 6th, specifically between 12pm and 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be joined by Kim Schenk, a partner at Charles River Associates, and we're also going to be joined by Gary Gutzler, a director at Alex Partners LLP. And finally, we'll be joined by Gregory Smith, a managing director at the Berkeley Research Group. More information about our panel and how to sign up and listen to this event live will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. PODCAST25 gets you 25% off that first webcast registration, and let's turn things over to our panel now. This is Gary Gutzler with Alex Partners, and we're going to start our discussion um, with a brief overview of the statutory basis for patent damages and the types of remedies available to claimants. And the focus of our discussion will be on lost profits. We'll give some historical context, including case law. For example, we'll discuss uh, the factors uh, described in the Panduit versus Stalin Brothers case. And those factors consist of demand for the patented product, absence of acceptable non-infringing alternatives, manufacturing and marketing capability and capacity to exploit the demand, and finally, the amount of the profit the plaintiff would have earned. And these factors describe one way to determine the so-called but-for damages. That is, what would the plaintiff have, have earned but for the actions of the defendant? Within the context of these factors, there are related questions that we can address, such as what if there are acceptable non-infringing products sold by other market participants? Does the plaintiff have to practice the patented technology to claim lost profits? Does the plaintiff need to prove demand for the patent or just demand for the patented product as a whole? And finally, how is the so-called entire market value rule considered in lost profits claims? And finally, we'll take a brief look at the burden of proof generally required for a lost profits claim in the context of patent litigation. Uh, my name is Greg Smith. I'm with Berkeley Research Group, and my practice area is focused on valuation, the computation of damages, and forensic accounting. And a big part of my practice relates to calculating damages in intellectual property matters. Uh, today. I'll be talking about the types of lost profits claims that have been in, asserted in patent cases and other intellectual property cases, including lost profits from lost sales, lost profits from price erosion, and future lost profits. I'll describe the essential components of lost profits claims and then get into some examples of different types of claims using um, some charts and numbers to demonstrate the components that go into a lost profits claim, the determination of lost unit sales and lost revenue, as well as identifying the appropriate costs um, to deduct in determining uh, lost profits. Finally, I'll go into some approaches discussing 
the types of data that we look for when we're putting together a lost profits claim and uh, some approaches to making sure that you obtain the necessary data so you're able to put together a supportable claim. Um, my name is Kim Schenk. I'm a principal in the intellectual property practice at Charles River Associates. Um, I spend most of my time preparing expert witness testimony in intellectual property matters. Um, in my segment, I will discuss a couple of recent cases dealing with topics relevant to lost profits, damages, and patent cases, apportionment, and extraterritoriality. With respect to apportionment, the primary case I will discuss is mentor graphics. In that case, the Federal Circuit held that while it's necessary to apportion lost profits to account for only the value of the patented feature, that apportionment is inherently accomplished when the Panduit test has been met. The case provides a detailed discussion of the interplay among the Panduit factors as well, um, in particular, the interplay between the demand and alternative factors. So I think that case is a pretty good read for anyone who's dealing with lost profits issues in their cases. Um, the second topic I mentioned was extraterritoriality. Extra um, in other words, whether a patent holder can seek lost profits damages that occurred overseas as a result of a domestic act of infringement. Historically, the Federal Circuit has applied a strong presumption against extraterritoriality, which we've seen in recent decisions such as power integrations versus Fairchild. Um, however, last year, the Supreme Court held in the Western GECO case that the goal of making a patent holder whole can include foreign lost profits when the patent owner proves infringement under 271F, because this is a domestic application of the Patent Damages Statute 284. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget, more information about our panel and information on how to sign up and listen to this webcast will be found in the description box. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. That code gets you 25% off your very first webcast registration with us. We look forward to seeing you at March the 6th and at future Knowledge Group events. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye now.